Coming up next on the Brothers Ball In podcast, we go all in. Championship Sunday. And we talk a little about what happened in the divisional round. Brothers Ballin, coming at you. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome once again, Brothers Ballin. We are back on a Friday night talking NFL, talking championship Sunday. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, this is the best day of football. You're going to get two games, two really intense games that are going to be, they're going to decide who participates in the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be a really exciting Sunday because you have the four best teams in the NFL playing on Sunday. Guys, you know who it is. John, say hi to the people. How's it going, people? We're going to have a great show for you today. It's going to be nice and sweet. Uh, looking forward to have a spirited debate with my brother on these games this weekend. Yes, just in case you didn't know, we are biological brothers. My name is Rob. We are going to be talking about, like I said, uh, NFL Championship Sunday. But first, before we get into Championship Sunday, there had to be a week before Championship Sunday that took place in order for us to get to this point. John, the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Jacksonville Jaguars all bowed out last week. So of the teams that got bounced or of the games that took place uh, during the divisional round, which game stood out to you, if any? So overall, I wasn't surprised with the outcomes. Um, to me, Buffalo, even though Buffalo was the team that I picked early on in the season, I had an asterisk by their name if they could stay healthy. They weren't healthy. I think the, you know, ever since uh, Vaughn Miller went out, the defense has not been the same. They, they haven't been getting to the quarterback. Um, like they used to when Vaughn was there. Um, you know, they lose DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I just think it was just a lot of things that happened to that team. Uh, and so, of course, you know, Cincinnati. Now, what I was surprised, I wasn't surprised that Cincinnati won. I was surprised at how Cincinnati won. It looked like Cincinnati won, in my opinion, fairly easily. Dominating yeah, both yeah. sides of the dominating both sides of, uh, of the ball. In a game that is and in a game that was played, in my opinion, to Buffalo's advantage, right? And Josh Allen was missing and missing and missing. Uh, so, you know, kudos to the Bengals. Uh, I told you, at the think last week I said that, you know, they would be my Super Bowl pick if Buffalo didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. Now, in terms of... In, in terms of the other game, another game that the outcome didn't surprise. The outcome, like who won, wasn't the surprise. It was, to, in, in my opinion, how they won. So the 49ers have been steamrolling teams mm-hmm. for the last, you know, you could say almost 10 weeks. They've been steamrolling teams mm-hmm. out, out the door. You, you can say what you want about the Cowboys. But I give kudos to the defense. 
the defense played very well, allowed mm-hmm. only one touchdown, kept yep. Debo Samuel in check, kept um, McCaffrey in check, and your quarterback couldn't give you 20, 20 points. Mm. And so, And so this is my thing. If you're a forty million dollar quarterback, right? Mm, here we you go. Got to be able to. Pro- you have to find a way to produce at least twenty points. So, you looking at that game, Rob, and you you know you can share your thoughts. Here you have a team whose defense in a hostile environment with a physical, you know, dominant team. Literally held them to 19 points, and you couldn't give your defense 20. Yep, 20 yep. to win. That 20. Yeah, I mean that's the game right there. Right. Okay. That's that was that was the game. Like the fact that yeah. Dak and uh, the Cowboys could not produce touchdowns, and when they did, they couldn't even hit the extra point. Um, it just kind of went to you know sh- you know kind of went to show you that uh, yeah, Dak. I don't know if he's that guy. It's it's oh, no. a very he's not that guy. Know, he's not that guy. Yeah, and he's paid like that guy, but he's right. not that guy. And that's going to be extremely problematic because it seems like he needs more help in terms of better receivers. Um, they had a good receiving core. They lost Amari Cooper, of course, right. to to Cleveland. That was their best receiver last year. Mm-hmm. You know, CD Lamb is, is is a good receiver. Dalton Listen, Schultz is he a earned good my tight respect. End. He earned CD Lamb in that game earned my respect when when he was throwing the ball. He earned my respect. Mm-hmm. Now, Rob, we have to say this. When Pollard went down in that game, they became mm-hmm. very one-dimensional. And his thing, listen, Ezekiel because Elliott. Ezekiel, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott is, a, is no longer right. – he hasn't been for quite some time in the league back. People and, just realize it. Right. And, and the thing is I think we need to address this in a future episode. But, but, I, but I'm saddened for Ezekiel Elliott. I am. Because Why is that? Even though he played, he, he, you know, he, he played at Ohio State. But the thing is, like, he's a likable guy. But to like to watch a man literally year after year deteriorate, he's going to be twenty eight years old, and he yeah. looks like a man who's forty playing football. Yeah, he has no burst. He it, you saw it on a number it of occasions. Sad. He not get it to is the hole. sad. It but is that's sad to watch. But that's a running back position. You take a lot of the hits, you, especially with Zeke. With Zeke, he's a power runner. You take a lot of hits in a very short period of time. You're not going to be effective. You know that's what happens to the running back, which is why a lot of teams but don't Rob, pay the running backs. But at 28, like, but he came in what talking, at 21, 22? Right, he came in at 26. So that's, that's six or seven years of abuse. I don't know how many years you can last. Having men two hundred and fifty pounds and over slamming into you, right? But like Rob, he looks like he looks like when I mean washed, he looks like somebody who's forty two years old. You know, he does play. not forty two years old. Listen, he, he runs old, like though. he runs like he's forty two. He has okay, no burst. Well, he has no burst no. on his run. No, and he wasn't. And we, it wasn't a big thing for him. What got him when he first came to the league was the fact that he was hard to tackle. Right. Between the tackles, he wasn't really a burner. He just would get by you and give you big chunks. Now, every now and then, he'll give you a good game. But, yeah, Zeke is not that guy anymore. Right. Um, and 
likely he may have played his last game with Dallas Cowboys. Um, well, so well, he did say he did say that he's willing to take a pay cut. Um, oh yeah, he better now if they now if the Cowboys are going to turn half his salary into incentives. Um, well, you know that's one thing because I think because I think he's due something like eleven or twelve million. Yeah, he's probably do a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so and but they're yeah, trying to and they're, and they're trying to get it to five with a lot of incentives, which. <laughs> I don't know who in their right mind would be willing to take half half your pay, like having a salary cut in half. Well, here's the thing. And everything if else be incentives. Well, listen, if you realize that on the open market, you're not going to get that kind of money, you probably would be. Mm-hmm. Who's paying Ezekiel Elliott seven or $8 million a year to play? Nobody. Exactly. So the- you better have to take that five or six with a chance of making some incentives with a system that you're already familiar with as opposed to going somewhere else. <laughs> So, what know. do you mean going somewhere else? He'll be out the league. No, no okay. one's gonna pick well, him up. Well, yeah, I mean, though somebody will get him, but I mean, I want you to take a look and see and at the running backs, with the exception of Joe Mixon, okay, who's still, I think, in his early, I think it's like his fourth year, so he's probably still on his he's rookie 20, deal or about he, to finish. Mixon, Mixon, I think it's 24, 25. Deal. I think it's 24, 25. Yeah, so he's still like likely on his on that rookie deal, okay, which is where. Running back is most affordable, but he doesn't take a lot um, of punishment. He knows how to. He goes no, down. There's no such thing as you not taking a lot of punishment. Like you're running back in the NFL, you're you're getting hit. Okay, um, you know Kansas City doesn't have a big time running back. Uh, we already mentioned Mixon. San Francisco got McCaffrey um, this season, and you have the Eagles who have Miles Sanders, who's done very well, had a breakout year this year. So and not only um, Miles Sanders, don't forget Barnwell. Barnwell's pretty good too. Yeah, Gainwell has uh, done yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Boston Scott good, but you see they have good running backs. But you know, Miles Sanders is not a household name. Okay, Joe Mixon is like I said in his first couple years with the, um, you know, so he's still young and still has some you know pep in that step. Kansas City doesn't really have, like, a big-time running back. I think they're going with, like, a six-round pick. Um, Pacheco, I forgot what round he was um, drafted in. So it's not – you don't need a top-flight running back in order to have a dynamic offense. You need some guys who are productive. So that's that's interesting to see, you know, in terms of how these teams are going to play out. So we talked about divisional. Of course, the Cowboys, the uh, Buffalo losing, not a surprise, the way they lost. Now, before we move on, I just want to say, I think about a couple years ago, I said that Buffalo is that team that is always going to be there but will not break through. Mark my word. I said that about the Buffalo Bills. You did. You did. They're not going to break through. I said that a couple years ago. Why do you think so? Why do you? I just think that there is something about that team in terms of the big moments. They always seem to come up lacking. And in this game, to me, it was a sense of urgency. Cincinnati seemed ready. They seem prepared. They seem like the home team in that game. Yeah. Cincinnati looked like the home team in that game. There's, to me, there's something that is missing from Buffalo in terms of the moment. They're very talented. I think I think uh, Sean McDermott's a good coach. Um, I just think that it really is there's something missing. You, I mean, can we? I just don't know what it is. Can, can we also say this? Can we just all – I need everyone – 
who listens to our show, who watches football, can we just say Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the NFL right now? He, he's number one. You say he's better than Justin Jefferson? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I here's mean, the thing, though. N- 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 everybody's now, open to their opinion. Now, Rob, we have to clarify one thing. We got to understand who, who's throwing the ball to who. Joe Burrow's yeah. throwing the ball to Chase. And Justin Jefferson's guy is uh, First Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. First okay. Cousins. We don't call him Kirk Cousins because he doesn't win in you the You don't ball. call him Kirk. First you Cousins, don't call him right? Kirk Cousins. So, first, so First Cousins. Now, here's the thing. Uh, a YouTuber ha- had posted this question and said, could you imagine if there was a situation where nope. Justin Jefferson nope. ended nope. up nope. with Cincinnati. Cincinnati? No, thank you. No. Okay, it, it, you know, we if T, it was it if was T Higgins, if T Higgins and Boyd were to go to Minnesota and you a traffic Justin Jefferson, you couldn't afford Justin Jefferson. But no, Justin Jefferson is but, going to be the highest okay. receiver in 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 uh in league history. Right, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Rob. If it in a what if scenario, if Joe Burrow had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Do you think Cincinnati would just be would just be running Super Bowls every single year? Yeah, it'd be extremely difficult. Well, it'd be difficult for them to keep a good team around them once you start ha- having to pay those guys. And then two, um, yeah, you you can't double team both of them. So yeah, they'd be they'd be pretty close to unstoppable. Mm. With Joe Mixon in the backfield, just just running and catching, and yeah. and and Hurst is, is is becoming a very good tight end. Very dependable yeah, tight end. Yeah, yeah. Hayden Hurst is, is uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about these these championship games. First yes, game at yes. three o'clock, we got the Philadelphia Eagles uh, for lap, for a long time, and then you know for some people for the entire season, they were the best team in the league. The Eagles playing the Niners. One, we want to talk about the impact players. Who are the three impact players? You don't have to name them all at once, but just give me one impact player for Sunday's game. From both teams, not three per team, but just between the two teams, the three impact players that you feel are going to impact the outcome of the game uh, the most. You don't have to give all three at once, but just give one if you don't. So don't give for me, three. first is going to be Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, how he plays, how he manages the clock, how he, you know, picks his spots, because we got to understand the defense of the defense of the 49ers is very physical. But the one thing I yep. notice about their very physical defense is they can be got. If you okay. if you play if you play your cards right. So Jalen Hurts for me is 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 a big impact player. Another impact player because here's the thing, I I personally don't believe with how Philadelphia runs their offense that this game that that Philadelphia is going to put up twelve points. I expect mm. I, I'm expecting this game to possibly be a high scoring game in the you think so in the tw- in mm-hmm. the high twenties, mid thirties, because okay. and, and, and 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 the reason being is the front the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles is not a laughing matter. Mm-hmm. The reason why they're running back, the reason why their running game led led the league 
is because they is because their their O line is built to create gaps for running and, and the thing and 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 so for me, I highly doubt that the 49ers can hold them to 12 points. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be a lot of running. And what's going to happen is, is 49ers, because they run a lot, because Philly runs a lot, they're going to play up on the line. And then we're going to leave single single coverage for Brown and uh, uh, what's his name uh, f- from Bama. Uh, who, who are you referring to? Uh, Deshaun, what's his name? The, who the, oh, the six or the, no the uh, number six? Devontae, oh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae yeah. Smith. Devontae Smith mm-hmm. and Brown. Um, I expect them because Forty Nineers are going to have to respect the run. Mm-hmm. I feel that their safeties that their safeties are, are going to have to are going to be forced to play up because mm-hmm. Philly runs the ball a lot. So yeah. the O line. Um, so impact player number one for me is Jalen Hurts. Impact player number two that I would say on either side is Bosa, because if Bosa mm-hmm. can control the defensive line of scrimmage and keep. And neutralize the run. That's going to be key mm-hmm. for the 49ers winning. I I personally, to me, I feel like a turnover is what's going to be the difference in this game. Someone's yeah. going to make a mistake, and that's going to be the difference of this game. Um, even though I believe that Philly has has two really good DBs, they still can be got. Of course. Um, and so... You know, impact player number one, I said was Jalen Hurts. I said Bosa. And number three, I'm going to say McCaffrey because, Mm -hmm. you you know, his running and his ability to make plays in the open space with his Mm -hmm. catching ability is going to be very key. Um, Those would be, for me, the three that I'm, that I will be glued on. Yeah. In watching this game. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely agree. Nick Bosa, his, if he's able to get or generate pressure in the backfield, mm-hmm. that is a game-changing exactly. – he has game-changing ability. Right. Because if you're if you're able to disrupt Philly's ability to run the ball, you then have to force Jalen Hurts to do something he hasn't had to do all game, all season, and that is be, you know, to be – with his arm. Just his arm. Right. Okay? And the thing is, Can, you know, Rob, and this is what we know about Philly – the success of Philly's aerial attack is off the play action because yeah, they run so well. on the fact that they can run so well. Right. They have an and, excellent offensive line. And if Bosa – That's the strength can, of their team. Right. And if Bosa can disrupt that where they're having a hard time running, we're now putting mm-hmm. the ball in, in in the number one impact player that I said in this game, Jalen Hurts, to beat you with his arm. And that's always yeah. been the knock on Jalen Hurts when he was in Bama, when he was in Oklahoma – is that teams said, let's take away his running ability and let's have him beat us with his arm. As passer. And, yeah. and and that's always been, even though he's put up lofty numbers um, in some games. Like I remember in Oklahoma, he had a game where he lost and he threw for 420 yards. But he yeah. had two picks. He had two costly picks. <laughs> yeah. In that game. So. I'd say, I'll say, I'll say this. Um, 
I agree with Jalen Hurts being the other impact player. The third player, to me, mm-hmm. because I believe that Philly's strategy is going to be you guys are not going to run the ball, okay? If you're going to beat us, it's going to be Brock Purdy that is going to beat us with his arm. And if that's the case, Debo Samuel is the third impact player. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ne- Darius Slay and James Bradbury one-on-one cannot hold the, um, Debo Samuel. Neither of them can stop Debo Samuel. If Debo Samuel is able to force the Eagles to pay extra attention to him because he's, you know, basically un- unguardable by either of their corners, then it'll open up some of the runs for McCaffrey. San Francisco is going to have to throw early in order to get the Eagles to back off because I strongly believe Philly is going to force Brock Purdy to beat them with his arm. Right. So he's going to have to make some throws. And I think Debo Samuel, of all the you know weapons that they have, Debo Samuel is the one that I think can do the most damage to the point. It may force the Eagles' hands to kind of back up a little bit and, uh, and give the Niners running game some room to work. Okay? So uh, those are our three impact players. What do you think takes place when these two teams clash on uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock? I have... The, so, so you, you want me to give you my score? Yep. Yeah, I have, and, and I'm not gonna be mad if this is not what happens, but I have this game, mm-hmm. 33-30 Eagles. Wow. Wow. 33-30. Okay. I had the Niners winning this game. And I, I don't see it going as, uh, you know, going as high in terms of scoring. And the reason why is I think both teams are going to limit the big plays. And scoring drives may take a, lo- a little longer than they did when, the you know, the Eagles played the Giants and were basically running down 15 yards a play. Um, I got the Niners 23 and the Eagles 17. I think the Eagles... Uh, Wait, I think the, the Eagles be held to 17 points? Absolutely. I think the Niners are going to be able to um, hold the ball with their short passing game and their running game. It's not going to be a lot of big plays. It'll be a lot of four, five, and six-yard gains, a lot of third-down conversions. I think that's how San Fran is going to win the game. I think they'll force one or two turnovers from the Eagles. Um, In the moment, may be great for the Eagles in terms of them hosting an NFC Championship game. But let's be honest, this is a franchise that notoriously has lost NFC championship games. Okay. So I don't see, I don't necessarily think that it's a shoe in because they've been so dominant all season that they're uh, automatically going to walk into the Super Bowl. I think San Fran is a team that's been knocking on the door for quite some time. They've lost right. a couple of uh, NFC championships. They were, uh, they were in the NFC championship game last year. Okay. And, one they play. Were in the one Super- play. Yeah. One one play stopped them. And they and they were in the Super Bowl the year before that. They've been knocking. They've been knocking. Injuries have set them back from time to time. But I think this team is tested of all the teams to fear on the road in a hostile environment in the playoff. I would be most most fearful of the San Francisco 49ers. I over think they, any, they over take, any other team. Well, there is no team I would fear. Oh, there's I no fear, team that I I fear the Bengals. 
No, I, there's no team I would fear on the road in a in a hostile environment than the Niners. Okay. No team. No team at all. Okay. That's fair. No team at all. They have they are a proven commodity. Now Brock Purdy is not a proven commodity. Okay? Right. He's just fresh on the scene. But he is surrounded with guys that understand the moment, that are not afraid of the moment. And I believe just like they were able to do in Green Bay last year and take Green Bay's heart in Lambeau Field, I think they do it again but in the Rob, Rob, Sunday. Me and you have watched Rob, we're talking about the two of us with over 60 years of watching football. If you were to combine the years, you're talking about over 60 years of watching football, right? Okay. And all right. What impressed? So looking at, and the thing is, I like to look at your last body of work, right? Okay. Okay. The Giants, remember last week, I, you know, I had picked the Giants winning, but I, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles no. won. And the Giants were just like steamrolled out. Yes, because yes, we they were steamrolled. What's the one thing all year the Giants were unable to do? Stop the run. Right. That was their that was their Achilles heel. They could not stop the run. What do the Eagles do better than anyone? Run right. the football. Mm -hmm. So it was tailor made for a blowout in that in that scenario. When the Giants showed early on that they were not able to control the line of scrimmage with their offensive line and that they could not stop the run from the Eagles, this game was done by the first quarter. Okay, you just were going to decide how many points were the Eagles going to score because there was no way that the Giants had nothing. They had no answer. San Francisco is a lot better in terms of doing that. Right. They can but then, take certain but then things watching, away from you. Right. But, but like to me, watching what the Cowboys were able to do to Brock Purdy, where okay. they stifled. Th think about it. Two of the field goals they got were bad plays from were bad plays from um, Dak Prescott that put the okay. defense in a short field situation where they ended mm -hmm. up getting six field goals. So had Dak Prescott played a better game, mm -hmm. really the touchdown and two field goals, really 13 points, 13 of the 19. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Uh, let's take that back because they scored 20 points, right? No, 19. It's 19. 19 points. So, so literally, Rob, 13 of the points that they scored were like they took it from their side and they ran it down. It wasn't like bad field position. The Dallas defense on short fields gave up field goals. Mm -hmm. Gave up two field goals because of bad plays from their quarterback. Uh -huh. And Brock Purdy looked like someone frustrated. And what did they do? The the Dallas defense forced Purdy into the pocket. They had enough, okay. you know, pressure outside with um even though he didn't get a sack, his pressures were forcing Purdy to step up. And then okay. when he okay. stepped up, what happened? They had a spy waiting for him, waiting for him to make okay. a move, whether he was in a scramble or throw. And he looked flustered. Right. And and despite that, his team was able to win. Right. Because his team's his team on the defense side of the ball was very, very physical. And the thing and, is and they're not gonna stop being physical on Sunday. Right. 
and, but but I tell you that I, I get very leery of teams who play that hard because case in point, there was a blitz play which I was so upset with the $40 million quarterback. You knew the guy was coming to blitz. He whenever I see whenever I see a guy who's playing in what I call shallow field and he's coming full speed running up to the line and you're not telling like your well, no, okay that play that you're talking about is yeah you're referring to when he came clean the when name, he came clean yeah I forgot the it, yeah. Detroit Palomalu yeah uh, yeah yeah he that came, was, you have to give him a credit that was perfectly timed right that was a perfectly timed blitz very few quarterbacks would have been able he timed it perfectly right but blitz is timed perfectly I don't care if you're Tom Brady or Peyton Manning he's he's coming to you he timed right. it perfectly but the thing that. is but, but but here's the thing what I was mad with Dak was the man showed the man showed how he here's the thing if, if you notice when he blitzes when he's coming to the line and then backing off like when he's trying to show blitz He's always sideways when he's doing like his fake. I'm I'm blitzing in and uh, he drops back. Okay, he, if he you can, believe that he will do that and he will. Rob, blitz listen, and, and I listen. One thing I never forget that uh, um, that uh, Ed Reed had said years ago. Ed Reed said that his success in the NFL was how his eyes traveled and he always looked at people's feet. How their feet were set determined to him once he learned who that player was, if they're in a blocking stance, if they're in a running stance, if they're in a fake, you know, and he recognized he, he recognized their feet. He was like the, the feet told him everything about about the opposing team's players. So like he said that one thing he caught on with Peyton Manning is that he would watch which foot Peyton tapped back. That would tell him the vicinity of where the ball was going. Cause so he knew if Peyton did like two taps back, he was going towards the vicinity of where Marvin Harrison was. How the heck can a safety <laughs> see Peyton Manning's feet? No, he said that he would watch tape and he would look at the feet. And what he noticed, what he noticed about Peyton is when Peyton did like his two or three toe tap with his with his right leg, the ball would be going in the vicinity of where Marvin, it, it might not go to Marvin Harrison, but wherever Marvin Harrison was in the area, he would cheat to that area of the field because the ball was coming in that direction. And is that Either why? And is that why the Colts always beat the Ravens? <laughs> because he kept going to Marvin Harrison. Remember, and uh, it was Richard well, listen, he, let's not on. forget. Let's not forget when they steamrolled the Colts to get the Super Bowl. They beat everybody. Yeah, they that did. Year. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they did. They beat the mess out of everybody that year. They did they because did. they knew. But, yeah, yeah. But I would say this about the game on Sunday. I like. San Francisco's you ability like, to like score over rundown. I'm surprised about your score. Though. Get pressure on the. I am back. surprised. I am surprised no. about your score. Hey, even listen, he, listen, even if you selected, here's my thing. Even if you selected San Francisco, 
I thought that you would pick at least a higher score. Like, I I think this game's going to be there's going to be more points in this game than you think. Okay, so the greatest offense you've seen probably in the last 15, 20 years. What was the greatest offense you've seen in the last 15, 20 years? Man, it has to oh, be. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The Patriots. Remember the Patriots? The old, the undefeated team that was that basically well, oh, was yeah. unstoppable the Ram, all year? The Rams were more than 15 years. I was going to okay. say the greatest show on turf. Okay. Uh, that, I think the Patriots was better than the greatest show on turf. Okay. You do? Randy Moss is better than Isaac Bruce or, or Tory Hall. Right, but it's only Randy Moss. Brady. Uh, they also had Dante Showalter, who was a deep threat. Yeah, they had okay. Wes Walker. They had Wes Walker, who led the yes. team in catches. Possession They receiver. had Benjamin Watson, who was a good blocking and solid receiving tight end. And you Possession. had the goat. At, and you had the goat at quarterback. Right. I'm taking Patriots. Okay. We How got many Kurt points? Warner, you know Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Marshall Falk. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best receiving and running uh, yes. uh, combo. Marshall Falk is, yes. Marshall Falk is better than any running back that has ever donned the New England Patriots uh, uniform. Listen, Saquon However, Barkley, Saquon Barkley is the new version of Marshall, of Marshall Falk. Okay, that's for another uh, podcast. And um, I mean, you may be, you may end up having to buy a Saquon Barkley jersey um, in the in the near future. Hey, listen. So he has um, a bunch. Of, he has a bunch of Chicago. I, I, I'm gonna buy that Saquon Barkley jersey. Hey, yeah, and enjoy it, and enjoy those those three years of of success. Okay, <laughs> now um, I'd say this: the New England the New England Patriots, one of the best offenses. You can say one of the top three offenses in the last 15, 20, Even if you don't want to give them number one, which I do. Uh-huh. How many points they scored? In, how many points they scored in the Super Bowl? Fourteen. Okay. Could you name me one member of the Giants linebacking core? One, just one guy. One linebacker. I don't remember. But okay. But could I you, can tell could you, you name me. I, I can tell you who's on that name, line, though. I can tell you who's on that could line. You, <laughs> could you tell me, could you tell me one member of their secondary? Just one guy who played secondary for the Giants. In that know. Super Bowl. Okay. I don't know. So, so that lets I, me know Rob, that I don't care how good your offense is. If you got some dogs on the line, you have a chance Rob, to shut down any offense. But Rob, please name. Okay, here we go. Please, but Rob, let's be fair here. Name the players that were on that line. Strahan. But but look, Ch- Nick Rob, Bo- Rob, Nick, Rob, Rob, Nick Bosa. Name, Rob, name no. Put the forty nine to the side for a second. Name that Giants. Name that Giants line. You had Tuck, Human right? Yura, yes. Strahan. And then of course yes. you had you also had Jay Alfred, you had um you know um Matthias Kiwanuka. You yes. had guys who were studs all over the line. Right. Okay. They had a stud line. But that's what I'm telling you. The San Francisco the 49ers, 49ers have, have Bosa. Studs have they have depth on that line. Okay. Okay. And, and name their line. I'm not worried about Bosa. names. Bosa. I'm not worried about names. That is one of the most productive run stopping yeah. pass rushing lines in the NFL. But listen, I don't care about. They're going up against Nick some dogs. Bosa. They're going up against. Nick Bosa is a superstar. He is. He is. Hundred percent. Okay. To me, I'm more afraid of Bosa than T.J. Watt and uh, uh, Miles Garrett. I'm more. Yes, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Yeah, is I'm a, more afraid. I'm more like, like, if you gave me all three guys in a room and asked me who I'm the most afraid of, is Bosa. 
Reason reason being because of how low he can get to the ground. He gets Nimble to the ground is he, fantastic. Yeah, he is hard. He is hard for an offensive lineman to get. But to, but the thing is, Miles Garrett can just bull rush you over because he's 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 really strong. But Bosa gets so low to the ground that it's hard for offensive linemen to get their hands on him. And you notice that they can't get their hands on him because he's so low to the ground, and he's mm-hmm. so nimble. But the thing is, is when they can is when they can put their hands on him, they can neutralize him. Mm-hmm. And 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 to me, the one thing about the Eagles line is the Eagles line can put some pause on people. That's that's fine. They put pause that's on fine. people. The Niners line, okay, they're not household names. Like the only names that you probably know are uh, Bosa and Armstead, right? But that's it. Okay, so they are a very productive line. And they're deep too. It's not just those two guys. Right. So, uh, so we talked about that game. Now let's talk about the game that's going to take place at six thirty, Kansas City and Cincinnati AFC Championship game, a rematch of last year's mm. AFC Championship game that saw Kansas City blow a big lead and Cincinnati end up winning and then eventually losing to the Rams in the Super Bowl. Does this game have an effect on Patrick Mahomes' legacy? I don't want to say that, but because of the pressure, it will. And the reason why I'm saying I don't want to say that is because, Rob, I I have watched that tackle on his leg at least 15 times this week. I've watched that video. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine this guy is going to be 100% for a game on Sunday. Okay. I just don't believe it, okay? He is not – and listen, Patrick Mahomes is a tough quarterback, and I – listen, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I, but I love me some Mahomes. I do. I love me some Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But how he was tackled, I feel, is going to be a huge detriment to his game. And that's why I'm picking um, – but well – we're not picking yet because you asked about his legacy. It's going to affect his legacy because the media is going to make it about his legacy. But I, you know, I, I still feel that he is going to be in the conversation for at least the next ten years, right? And so, mm-hmm. with th- with that being said, he's going to have more opportunities to to get Lombardis. I just feel, and 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 it pains me because. I want to see a game where everybody's 100%. And he's yeah. not 100%. And his game... They is, said that he was a full participant in practice. Right. He was a full, part- full and, participant. And here's the thing. They can say whatever they want to say. I saw... I looked at what my eyes saw. And what my eyes saw is a guy that's going to be very sore. Here's the thing, Rob. Yeah. They're saying that he, he was a full participant in practice... Were players tapping him? Was he getting tapped by, you know, what guys? Because <laughs> when it comes to Sunday game day, he's going to get touched, right? And so yep. after, and it's, it's a, this is my concern. After a couple of tackles to the ground, you know, he throws the ball, gets the ball out of his hand, and Hubbard tackles him or something like that. When he gets touched up 
and that leg starts to flare up. Because, Rob, I watched the man's leg go like this, okay? I To me, it's a I, – I have yet to see a player who's had an injury like that play the following week. And he's playing the following week. And you tell me that he's not going to be hindered? His His success is because he has really good feet. He has fast mm-hmm. feet. And I believe mm-hmm. that his feet will not be fast. It's going to hinder it's going to hinder his game. And the and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to sit home on defense and pick this team apart. Mm-hmm. So and unfortunately it's going to affect his legacy because the media is going to make it about his legacy. Okay. And and that but to me do I overall do I believe it will no but the media is going to make it about his legacy. Okay, so is his legacy in in, in against jeopardy or right because or because, legacy? because case in point, Rob. Here's the thing: the media is going to say that's what the media is going to say. Joe Burrow's here. We have crowned Joe Burrow not the best quarterback in the league, and you are zero for four against him. He's over three. If he goes over four, yeah, you know, to get to get beaten twice and then, uh, you know, AFC Championship game, and that does it doesn't right. put a hit on you, especially when right. the guy who's beating you is an up and coming star in right. this league, who I believe um, so, will be the first half a billion dollar quarterback. Who? Burrow. Did, what is a uh, Patrick Mahomes um, contract? Was it ten years? Was it a ten year contract for five hundred? No, ten years four fifty. He's ten years four fifty. Yeah, I believe Burrow's going to get a ten year five hundred. Yeah, he can. Yeah, go ahead. Half a bill. He can. Yeah, he can. He can go ahead and. But get see, it. but but this is the sad part. Mahomes' guarantees were only one hundred sixty million. Which which we but, know, which we know, can, he, Kansas City's going to take care. Kansas City's going to take care of him. He's going to. Like if he wants to stay for all however many years, he'll make all four fifty. Right, right. And by the and listen, by the time he you know gets close enough, they'll rework the contract. So yeah. no big deal. Yeah, but I believe that. Um, I believe that. I believe. I, I believe after this off season, they're going to the the Cincinnati Bengals if they want to secure their future for the next ten years. And he designed Burrow to a ten-year, mm-hmm. half a billion-dollar contract, and he's going to be the first mm-hmm. half a billion-dollar player in the league. Mm-hmm. Now yep. they may they may only guarantee two fifty of that, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, because, I guess, because I guess currently we'll right now, that. currently right now, what's the biggest guarantees? It's Watson at at, at two thirty, right? Watson's contract is such a joke. Right, but this the thing is, is such Joe Burrow, you just say, "Hey, we'll give you half a billion, two hundred fifty million guaranteed." That surpasses the guarantee of any of, of, of anybody else. Yeah, I mean, but by yeah, twenty Sean million. Sean Watson's contract is a certified joke. So yeah, but the Sean uh, Watson's contract uh, is going to be the contract that's going to do a lot of owners bad. <laughs> and owners can't like see, and and that's why I feel bad. We're not going to get into Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is going down mm-hmm. the wrong path, trying to trying to match that contract. Mm-hmm. That's that is not that's a that's a desperate franchise who 
would not have gotten Deshaun Watson had Deshaun Watson had they, you know, not thrown him the moon, the stars, and part of the solar system. Mm-hmm. So they did. They're desperate. That's why they're the Browns, and they probably won't end up winning anything with that contract anyway. Um, so I don't think this affects Mahomes' legacy because there's so much. I mean, he's already, you know, been he's practically a shoe to go to AFC Championship game every year. He's gone to the Super Bowl twice already at 27. Um, he has a chance to go to his third Super Bowl, and I think if they go, they may end up winning it. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But um, the Mahomes legacy, I think, is still going to be intact. Now, if somebody says, okay, uh, Burrow is the best quarterback in the league, I'd say, you know, I don't, I would not agree with that. But, you know, you can see where they can make that argument since he's beaten him four times. He would have beaten him four times in a row. All right. So um, let's talk about impact players. Impact players, top three impact players for the, uh, for the AFC Championship game. Mm. To me, number one is, Patrick, is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is the Chiefs offense. You saw what happened when they put uh, that Chad Henney. Was, is yeah, that who yeah. they had? Mm-hmm. They had Chad Henney in there, and it's almost like a they looked like the um, Jets offense when they put Chad Henney in there. Um, he is a straw that stirs the drink, whatever you, you know, analogy you want to put in. The best quarterback in the game, Patrick Mahomes, is the big impact player. Number two, agreed. N- number two, Chris Jones. The defensive line for Kansas City is going to be a huge, huge uh, factor in this game. If they cannot generate pressure, the Bengals are going to have a field day up and down the field, up and down the field all day long. Chris Jones has to be the one that generates pressure, that forces double teams, that allows those blitzes, you know, occupies those linemen so those linebackers can have you know shots at the running back. He is a game changer. When he plays to the best of his ability and he's wrecking the pocket, Chris Jones is an absolute game wrecker. So he's my number two impact player, Chris Jones. And then lastly, you know what? It's going to be defensive lineman Sam Hubbard for Cincinnati. You know about Jamar Chase. You know about T. Higgins. You know Joe Burrow. Those guys are going to come to play. Can Cincinnati generate the pressure, force Mahomes on that gimpy ankle to move, to have to scramble, and not really have the time needed to pick apart the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Kansas City has weapons. You got Travis Kelsey, who who I feel is the best pass-catching tight end in the NFL. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't think Miko – I don't know, is Miko going to be able to play? Did he play? He didn't play Uh, last game. Yeah, he didn't play last game. I don't know if he's playing this game. So that's a big – that's a loss for them. But um, Valdez Scantling is a good possession receiver. Jerick McKinnon out of the backfield, a very good pass-catching running back. They have weapons. They're not as explosive, of course, as Jamar Chase and uh, T. Higgins, but they're productive. And when you have a guy like uh, Mahomes making plays, they are a a threat. So Hubbard's ability to get to the um, backfield, disrupt, uh, you know, Kansas City's game plan, hit Mahomes, get at Mahomes, force him out of the pocket, force him out of the comfort zone is going to be a big reason why I feel he is a huge impact player. Okay. Um, yep. The only thing I would ha- I would have to say, you know, amongst that, if you didn't pick Hubbard, would, 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 for me, would be would be Joe Burrow. 
because of course he has to be he has to be burrowed in order for them to win right and and yeah. the, the mm-hmm. one thing the one thing we can say about him here's the thing when you look at quarterbacks people can argue and say Mahomes Allen and then take your pick after that right in terms of quote unquote quarterbacks it's now, Mahomes Burrow you would say you would Mahomes, say Mahomes Burrow, Mahomes well, Burrow, yes. R- 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 but but here's the thing: I, I, the thing that Mahomes and Allen can do that Burrow has yet to have to show you is that improbable pass. Like Mahomes has Mahomes Mahomes will, will throw a ball in a game, and you'd be like, "How in the world was he able to run in one direction?" And throw the ball fifty yards in the opposite direction away from his body. That's what mm-hmm. Mahomes and Allen have sh- have shown you that they could do. Now okay. the the difference the difference with Burrow is Burrow, his strength is his speed and how fast he reads defenses. Mm-hmm. He gets rid of the ball so quick. Like think about this, Rob. In last and, and, and people forget this. Name a quarterback. Who got sacked nine times in a game and won mm-hmm. the game? Mm-hmm. Only guy who could tell who, who who's lived to tell you that is Joe Burrow. Okay, right, and right. it's be, it's because right. it's be, so Joe Burrow doesn't have that. Oh my God, fifty yard bomb! He mm-hmm. he 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 does the right play all the time. That's the thing yep. that Joe Burrow does. That's why he's better than Josh than Josh Heller. So in your ranking, you have Mahomes, Burrow, then Allen. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Because it's like uh, there's a – I forgot the name of the actual restaurant. But the restaurant has – like everything is kind of like just dolled up. They have shakes, okay? So instead of just having a regular shake, the shake has a, a chocolate chip cookie attached to it. It has a donut attached to it. Okay. I mean, the it's just the actual visual is so impressive. You don't even realize that the shake is really not that good. Okay. So um the shake, the shake is really is not that impressive. Okay. You, you've it, had it? It's you've, you've had yes, it? it. Yes. It's a it's 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 a run-of-the-mill shake, okay, that I can probably make. That's kind of like almost like Josh Allen. Josh Allen has the arm. He has the size, he has the speed, but he gives, but he is, well, when you break it down, then you just take all the extra stuff away. Right. And at the end of the day, you want to shake because you want to, you know, be satisfied by the shake. You want us to have good consistency, all that. At the end of the day, Josh Allen, when you take all the extra stuff away, his size, his arm, can you make that third and seven throw consistently in the snow? In the same way you do in September that you can in January, can you make that play? And Josh Allen has consistently not been able to make those plays. Right, right. You know, uh, he he could win in the uh, you know wild card or the you know. Well, I don't. Has he we, even got? Has he gotten to a? Uh, has he gotten to an, an actual AFC Championship game? He did. Remember the year that the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. Remember, he made it, he made it, and then um, he did. It, yeah. Okay. And, and then they lost like 30 seconds later. 
No, 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 no. That was last year's game. Oh, yeah, that was last year's game. That was last year. That was that was divisional round. I'm trying to think. Have the Buffalo Bills made the conference championship? I looked that up. While we um let's see, last twelve. Have they made the AFC? When was the last time Buffalo made the AFC championship game? Okay, I'll give you. Oh, they did. So, so he did make it. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs thirty-eight to twenty-four. In in twenty twenty-one. Okay, so that was. Yeah. Okay, so that was a couple a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay. So he's tasted it. Oh, he's tasted it. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think they're going to be tasting it. Well, obviously they're not going to taste it this year. But I don't think they're going to break through. All right. So you know what's shocking to uh, I don't mean to, to was that the New York Jets played in the AFC Championship game in back to back years. Yeah. <laughs> the Mark New Sanchez. York Jets. Yep. The Jets. Yeah. Mark wow. Sanchez, buddy. Wow. There you go. All right. So it's score time. What is the score of the? AFC Championship oh, game. I'm gonna give you mine first. Sure, give, give, I, give yours it, first. Listen, I I don't rule. My, my team is uh, Giants. They're gone. They were not good enough. It's obvious. They're they're done. I like rooting for individual players and their teams. I I listen. I really like Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so certain guys are just like I like Josh Allen. I like I like Joe Burrow too. But it's a part of me that doesn't like Joe Burrow. You know why? <laughs> He embarrassed my UGA Bulldogs, <laughs> the LSU Tigers. He embarrassed the heck out of them. What was the, the score that game? What was the score that game? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Hold on, I'm looking up. They scored. A, they scored a lot of points. They scored a lot of points. And while you're looking up um, that game score, can you look up the last time the University of Florida played in an SEC championship <laughs> game? We'll just, oh. we'll just, we'll just. Um. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, to inform you. That was in 2020. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what and what was the score of that game? 52 to 46. And they won that game. Am I am I correct? No, Alabama beat them. Oh! 52 46. That's like the last time uh, Florida beat the Bulldogs. Okay, we've been oh yeah running through those uh, Gators. Yes, LSU in that game had beaten. They beat Kirby Smart and Jesus out of UGA, thirty-seven to ten. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we so, scored four, we scored forty-six points in ours. <laughs> well, congratulations. We are uh, UGA, UGA is back-to-back champs. So yeah, we have we have we have no apology. We we, we don't have any. You know, we don't have to bottle anyone. Now, um, the. Score I have is 24-21 Bengals. Um, I have that score as a final, you know, I just think that the Bengals, because of Mahomes, there's going to be one or two plays because of Mahomes' ankle. And I agree with you. I, even though they're saying that he's full participant, a full participant, I don't see him being 100% after what I saw, you know, last week with that ankle. Yeah, I saw so, that ankle. 24, 24, 20, yeah, 24-21. I will, you know – kind of silently rooting for the uh, Chiefs. But, yeah, Joe Burrow embarrassed my squad, so, you know. All right. I can't so, do nothing, nothing else I can say about that. So, so, so it's funny that you got that score. 
I got much higher. 37-27. And you got Cincinnati. I got Cincinnati. I got here's why I say here here's why I, I got Cincinnati. Score. I got Cincinnati scoring because here's the thing. As much listen, I don't and I'm gonna say this. The Chiefs defense is suspect. It's always been suspect to me. But listen. And they're gonna Steve get Nobles, one of the big he is one of the big um you know game planners in terms of one game game planning. He can and, put a game plan together. Yeah, listen, I do not he can put, put in my spags. He can he can put a wonderful game plan together, but but when I look at the personnel that the Chiefs have, there's no one on that team that can stop Higgins or Chase. Okay, there's nobody on any team, so you know. But no, 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 they got some guys that could that can mask coverages to to do okay. their best to contain. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think the Chiefs have the personnel. In, in 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 even in containment, even if they play uh, two safeties, two safeties up, I don't think they have the personnel. Okay. To me, right. to me, to me, the crop of their DBs is going to be shredded apart by Higgins and uh, Chase. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Is this is this is a lot of small little. The battles within this game, so I'm very excited to see what, what takes place. Yeah, but what's your score? You, 30, you said 37 27. 37 okay. 27. All, right. Is, is, is All right, all right. So, those are our picks. Uh, if you guys want to get involved, give us your picks. Hit us up, Brothers Balling Sports on Facebook group at Brothers Balling Podcast on Instagram, Blood Brothers Balling at gmail.com. Guys, this is going to be an exciting, exciting Sunday. If you have nothing to do, get you a nice um, high cholesterol food. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you a nice, get you a nice beverage, okay, and enjoy six hours of, of, of some really six plus hours of some really good football. I think it's going to be exciting. And listen, I'm happy with any result as long as the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. I'm that's what that's what I'm looking for. Be a good brother. Be a good sister. Take care. Peace. Peace.